0: Is this just the... Like, <laughs> what happened? So what I... just had his entire ass out for okay. the whole world to see. <laughs> he didn't have pants? No, well, he, they were there but they dropped a they were, Yeah, It's like, it's like how you you, you, you... you know when you sit down and
1: sometimes your pants just go down? <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. Covering the
2: Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and
0: Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 40 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. Presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom.
3: Hey everyone,
0: Rob Gilreath, hey guys, and Matt Cavender.
3: You
1: already know who it is.
0: (laughs) This week (laughs) as we head into the bye week before the final four games of the Huskies CCHA season, regular season I guess, we brought in our beat writer Jonathan Zamatis to
4: get his thoughts on the season thus far. Thanks for joining us Jay-Z. Hi, glad to be here, just glad I could beat Matt to using a real microphone
1: yeah that one's still in <laughs> that one's still a work in progress there's still a component that needs to go into my mic stand and then i need to buy a dongle for the whatever we're getting there i'm sorry well, we're getting another week of me not being a professional but yeah, uh,
0: we're probably still gonna take next week off uh this week we'll probably discuss the winter carnival series status of the huskies and the ccha preview of the trip to bowling green um and then we'll see if anything interesting happens that it's worth recording next week, but I'm guessing we'll take the week off. So Matt's got two weeks to figure out his microphone situation and we can mail him something from here. Uh, anything else, guys? No, sounds good. Oh, we have to talk about the happenings of the Ottawa-Toronto game because Matt has opinions and so do I
2: um should probably google what happened real oh quick, boy then.
3: that's a teaser
2: right
1: i'll there. send it to you real quick it's it, it, it's a it's a fun situation to talk about just in general <laughs>
2: well, i'll just watch it in live it when we get to it oh uh, yes cross check
4: okay. to the throat fun that's a fucking spoiler oops bad words but
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we gotta, let's we gotta, put we gotta... the explicit tag on like five minutes into the podcast <laughs> yeah
3: that's what we like well, i and think we you got it on quicker last week in your rant it's... what's that yeah, I, th- I think Matt had it a little quicker in last week with the explicit tag with all his right. rant. And
0: uh, we got to talk about Stonehill. Yeah, and then, yes,
3: yes, the hell sure we do. We we'll... Don't need, no, we don't need <laughs> Stonehill. Yes, <laughs> we do, baby. And,
0: and then we'll probably just... uh, burn some Patreon content talking about Dustin's trip to Boston. Uh, any, I think that's it. So, all right, we'll be right back uh, with Jay Z after a little thank you notes and a brief note from our sponsor.
2: Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A net.
0: Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Pietola and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group. Serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to
4: ArcadiaAgency.com. Okay, so I think it's time. I have a question for you guys, like last time. I think this is a good one. Um, I will say this specifically applies to his career at Tech. Okay? Sure. At what school has Tyrone Blont- Bronte played closest to home at?
1: <laughs> Did he played in the desert tournament? Right. Correct. During his tech career, which
4: away game was closest to his home in Melbourne, Australia, by as the crow flies?
1: As the crow flies. Uh, mm, hold on. I'm gonna. visit go it like Fairbanks
2: and Go? It's Anchorage. This has
1: got to be Anchorage. Tech hasn't played at Anchorage since he's been. I said. Oh, so it's, so it's uh, okay. Fairbanks. It's probably Fairbanks. It is Fairbanks. <laughs> I was gonna guess Arizona, but then when he said "as the crow flies,"
0: the, the flat earthers aren't gonna like this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the crow can
4: go anywhere it wants. I feel like Dustin's like thinking and trying to like fact check.
2: Uh, Dustin's watching a f- sporting event on his TV. We're okay, used those to this. trying to find We're used to this. that
4: the the the
0: beanpot coverage is over.
3: Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing what else is on it. ESPN Plus. Yeah,
1: Zemeet. So <laughs> that reminds me, a couple years ago, I Kabaddi, was at Kabadi, I do love Kabadi, but uh, a couple years ago, I was at Patsy House. And I really wanted to go bowling because at that point I was, like, getting into bowling. I was, like, just starting to get good at it. I don't want to share with my buddies. And then I was like, what's the closest bowling alley here? Let's go. And then, like, they just he he just kept making jokes. Like, oh, all the bowling alleys are closed. I called them all. We checked. And then when I asked when's the closest bowling alley, he was like, wait a minute. Where's the farthest away bowling alley? So then he actually, (laughs) like, he, like, opened up a whole bunch of things, like, where, like, There's a website you can plug in and be like, if I was to dig a hole through the earth where I am, where would I end up? So then he dug a hole in the earth, like from, well, so to speak, from Canton, where he lives, Canton, Michigan. And then it popped him out somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And the closest city from there was Perth. So it was like, (laughs) found out the Indian Ocean, Ocean, man. Oh, Indian Ocean. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Perth's on the other side of Australia.
1: Yeah, I know it was on the oh, Australian yeah. West Coast. I didn't know if that was okay. So that is Indian at that point. But yeah, near
2: that place where Dustin never went.
1: Yeah, somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Then found out. And then we there, there were like funny pictures like at this particular bowling alley. I don't know. It was a whole is, thing. Is there I, a bowling alley at
0: the Navy base on the, the Southeast Asia? What is that? Inigo Garcia. Inigo Garcia. That might be the closest one. Then <laughs> I've seen the Indian Ocean before you just were didn't you go to combine? that one project in yeah that north one project Perth, in right? north, no, north of uh, Perth right no yeah, i didn't i, I did stuff. not do
3: that project i, I did not your, have to do that
2: part of Aaron or wherever the heck it was over there we were looking
3: yeah in the middle of freaking nowhere and off the coast like between australia and papua new guinea and west of that <laughs>
4: <laughs> so where do you want to go now did you have more you wanted to ask us john and jonathan um happy for the bye week uh Get a nice little break here at the end. Otherwise, no, just that Bronte wants a fun fact. Um, You guys already got my a lot of stupid questions from last week for Harrison.
0: I, I cannot stand the fact that the conference standings will not be even in games until the last game night because of the stupid uh, home and home that LSSU and Ferris
4: did.
1: Yeah, but I, then you can do the fun thing where you bust out a whiteboard and do like the Charlie Day thing and be like, okay, who's gonna have home ice and who's gonna go where? And it's kind of I I I, I hear you. I, like I hate us. the
4: parody right now because, uh, my girlfriend wants to take me on a trip for my birthday, um, in March, and I can't tell her when we're going because I don't know if we have home ice yet.
3: We don't. <laughs> I'm, not,
4: I'm not going if we have home ice. I think it's Mich- a good bet
3: we don't.
0: Michigan Tech, according to. Playoff status has a 45, 55, 62 70% chance of home ice right now.
2: Yeah. I think that and first, that first series should be home ice for us.
4: And the yep. problem is, is the second series, is that going to be home ice as well? So that rules out the next weekend.
0: <laughs> I will go back on when I said that, uh, the odds of Michigan tech having home ice, apparently playoff status, even though it's Monday, still does not have Saturday's conference games in there. So. I mean that was their odds before they lost Saturday.
4: They're 100% making the playoffs. Well yeah, but the
0: playoff status has a chart that says the odds of getting each seed, but yeah. it doesn't include Saturday's loss yet.
4: Do we know in 2 years will top seed get a bye week with nine teams? I don't teams? think we've been told what's going to happen
0: in playoffs. We did get we did hear how goofy the schedule is going to be.
4: Okay. We're yeah, like it,
0: you'll have what was it? Designated. There'll be like three clusters. And every oh what every was it? Year, one of the or two of the teams in the cluster will only play each other or every team in the cluster will
4: play each other three times every once in a while or something something. I don't know. That sounds about weird. close, yeah. I mean, next season's gonna be fine. i I'm, I'm really curious to see if that tournament's next year or the year after for the Palm Springs or whatever. Yeah, I
0: I'm hoping it's in two years now since Matt ruined my ability to go to that.
1: Wait, what I ruined your ability to do?
0: It's <laughs> supposed to be the weekend before your wedding.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: So
4: I can't really afford to fly two places two weeks in a row, Matt. I think what you're saying is Matt should have a destination wedding in Palm Springs, California at a tech hockey game. I think Abby yep. would go for it. Yep. It's it's
0: Southern California,
4: Matt.
1: Yeah, but you know, Abigail also had a friend that recently went to Palm Springs and broke to her that Palm Springs is not really like beachy California and it's more golfy California.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> not on the beach.
1: Yeah. I go mean, Joshua Tree's pretty, right there. I know, that, I know that is an appeal for Dustin. That's not going to make it a winning case for me as a partner.
3: <laughs> you could go to the Salton Sea. <laughs> yeah.
4: just make it, beach. Matt, just make it one of your wedding non-negotiables.
1: I don't, I don't know about that. There's a lot of things I'll fight for. Uh, I don't know if that's one of them. We'll see. Having just your
0: anniversary it. during hockey season probably wasn't the best decision, Matt.
1: Nah, that's a good point. But at the same time, it's just <laughs> we we looked at it as like you know, it's a nice day in the winter, like in the midst of everyone's blues, where everyone can get together and have a nice time, you know. But I hear what just, you're saying. It,
3: it, that could cause problems in the future. <laughs> Since we're on the topic, I'm not going to be on the podcast in two weeks because I'm going to be golfing in Palm Springs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> scoping out the hockey tournament. There location. you go. There's our there's
1: our
4: intro. Okay, we need you to scout uh, scout locations for hotels and stuff.
3: Well, I'm staying at a hotel like across the highway from where the arena is. So, oh, yeah. perfect. At least is for it, one night. Yeah,
4: is it an see. AHL rink or? Yeah,
3: it's it's AHL.
4: Okay, it's not the Firebirds, is it? Yeah coachella firebirds or whatever yeah Yeah. coachella valley
1: firebirds
4: oh pardon me i will die on this hill that ahl team should have gone to portland you have the infrastructure with the winter hawks should have gone to portland
0: that would require an owner to actually pay their players though (laughs) um let's see uh we did not talk about oh we talked
4: about the ccha what was on our Give me your NHL hot takes with the
3: Leafs Ottawa game. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh boy. So has everybody watched
0: the video now, Rob?
4: Did
2: you post it somewhere? No,
3: I didn't. I'm I just don't... curious um, to find out if 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 Matt and Tim are on opposite sides of this argument, and I want I just want to be a, a fly on the wall. <laughs> sure. Um, let me find this real quick. It's in
1: our. Yeah, here it is. I'll put this in the Slack for you, Rob. Did he have
4: the hearing yet, or no?
1: Um, no, I don't believe so.
4: Okay, not yet. I All will right. admit
0: that my feeling on how many games the guy should be suspended is definitely getting clouded by some of the very lenient lack of uh punishment for some of the other videos I've watched lately.
1: See, that's <laughs> that's where I am. See, the thing the the thing that I want to say is that in this video, I personally feel like this is an everyone sucks here thing. I think the Leafs guy sucks much more, I want to be clear about that, but I just
2: that's a cross check that should be called.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, only, it's only a two though. They didn't go up enough. It was a millimeter too short from hitting him. Yeah, that chin. was that. Yeah, but oh, um, wow. My take on it is that um, it, there is a degree to which, if you don't want a guy taking a slap shot on your goal, then fucking stop him. You know, like, yeah, like I don't. There's, there's, there's that aspect of it, but there's another degree to which it was... Kind of unnecessary, and as a as a Wings fan, I continue to watch the play with Larkin and Matthew Joseph, and I saw Matthew Joseph cross track Larkin in the head and walk away scot free. So anytime somebody's taking a run at a Senator right now, just in my estimation, I'm down for it. Every day that he walks free for ragdolling a guy, go ahead, take a run at a Senator. See if I care. But it's a it's a deserved six games. But I also feel like Matthew Joseph should have gotten six games.
2: Who's Matthew Joseph in this?
1: I will no, he's not in this video. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm bringing up a separate situation. As right.
4: Dylan Larkin in the back of the so, head.
1: Or yeah. Mac?
0: So, mm-hmm. are you telling me that if Michigan, if if Jed Piedola goes down and slap shots from the top of the face off circle, the empty net goal on Friday night, that you're mad at Jed Pietila?
1: I'm not nec- I'm not. What I'm telling you is not that I'm mad at Jed, but I'd probably be like, nah, I probably wasn't the.
2: That that was the Larkin in front of the that was Larkin in front of the net, right in a scrum. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. way way different than this. Way different. Because I've been arguing the with way too many people. To the head is what I'm
1: trying to the, tell The
2: one, the one on Larkin is is at least slightly hockey play adjacent. Scrum in front of the net. I this don't know. Is I'm just...
1: just really sick of hearing people defend that play like it's something you can do. Like I hear what you're saying to a degree I have to, I have that to it's more... see it
2: again and know how bad it was. But To me, it looked like yeah. it was a scrum in front of the net from what I, saw. I
1: hear what you're saying to the to the point that it was a scrum in front of the net. And that's what happened. But to another degree, a cross check to the head is a cross check to the head. And it should be called as such. And I don't I don't understand why you got no supplemental well, discipline because or anything he's for that. Like no, my, games, right? my differentiation. No, not, no two? games. Not even so much as a fine the no guy penalty, who attacked him
4: after he did. It got suspended.
1: And he earned that. He actually, you know, he ran across the ice and he went straight for the wrong guy and cross-checked him in the net. It's an earned six games. But I feel like it should have been every bit the same for Joseph, who had who had also cross-checked a player in the head.
2: Right, but Joseph didn't sprint the entire length of the zone to hit him while he's skating back up ice.
0: While the play is over, it's not live hockey anymore, right? Like you're right, and I'm not. I am not forgiving the guy that you're comparing this to at
1: all. Yes. And what I've I do been...
0: think that that person should have been suspended probably for multiple games because we don't need that shit in hockey. I'm so yeah, I would agree with that.
1: And that's all I'm trying. And to I, say I honestly is like...
0: do not like the more I look at it and the more I've seen other videos, I do not agree with the guy in uh, the Leafs player having a hearing which guarantees him six games. Right. Yeah. wasn't there even uh, a at
1: play... least five. There was yeah. a play from, like, Marner or Matthews earlier this year where I'm pretty sure it was another cross-check to the head and just nothing, and I have no idea yeah. if that has anything to do with, like, the star player status or whatever it happens to be, but it's just – I don't know. It's <laughs> – across the game, it needs to get more consistent with what we're calling, because what are we doing when a player, like, when a, you know a heart-and-soul guy like Dylan Larkin – doesn't necessarily feel safe playing the game because he can't depend on the right decision to get made. He's but, but, and and you know, and
0: like, I do agree with you from the perspective of this is why players historically feel like they have to defend their teammates is because the refs aren't doing a good enough job of protecting players, and the committee and the and the and Peros the the guy he's appointed for player safety
1: that's is doing that's a good a, enough job. To me, that's a capital joke. Let's give like one of the biggest goons in NHL history the job of protecting and enforcing like all of the rules of the NHL. To me, that is just – and he's proven incompetence at it, if you're asking me.
4: You, you want to know what a joke is? Is
1: I think he's proven inequivocal incompetence in the way that discipline has been assessed across the board. Like the The joke of spin the wheel of player safety should never be a thing.
4: Well, yeah, but you also have the issue of you have these hockey players who are supposed to be the toughest athletes in all the sports getting butt hurt over an empty net slap shot.
1: Yes, and that's absolutely I think that's a culture problem is you're not going to hear me defend what happened. It's more just my blind hatred of the senators right now. And I think there is some of that that like <laughs> man, you don't need to blindly
4: family. hate the senators. Their fans already do that for yeah. them because I've seen
0: I've seen so many tweets. I, I have spent way too much time replying to jerks about this on Twitter um but uh, like it hits that larkin hits, it's not like, actually and, and, even a cross check
1: I, I do think it's kind of it's funny just that a this sucker partic- punch well this particular well well we're gonna agree on that and leave it we're so we're gonna disagree on that and leave it there rob but what i'm it, trying to say not here the stick is, that is that hits him we're gonna disagree here but anyway um you want me to
2: screenshot it for you and show i you would like to show is? you the
1: same one where the screen is there and we are going to disagree and we're going to move on um so I think it's kind of fun that this play has come at the intersection of like hockey's a man's man sport. You can't like complain about anything to the bad man took a slap shot on my net and that hurt my feelings. So he deserves to get a cross check to the face. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly a, what
4: this is. It's, yeah, it's, as, it's, it's as petty as baseball at this point.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it, it reminds remote. me a hundred percent of like the Ryan Braun Prince Fielder Brewers and how the Cardinals used to act like they were the. The defenders of the unwritten rules and would do a bunch of shit of throwing at the Brewers because they were trying to just have fun. Like, and the and the Cardinals took offense to it all the time. And I hate that stuff. I think most of the unwritten rules are dumb, and the reason they're unwritten is because they're dumb. And like, I saw somebody tweet out that like, if you're more upset at uh uh Riley, that's the one who did the hitting, right? Yes. And who's what's the name of the guy that? took the slap shot. Gig Grig? I, I forget how to pronounce it. But so if you're more upset at the guy who of Riley for hitting him than the guy who did the slap shot, you need to check yourself and Yeah. Uh, and, and and uh the... and uh you probably should find another sport to watch. And I was like Yeah, I'm sorry, but slap shots and scoring goals are part of the game.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. the game was actually and...
0: happening when he did that.
1: Checking I wanna... somebody in the yeah.
0: throat after the play is over, is never part of the game.
1: Yes, and that's what I'm trying to say, is I want to put my official opinion on the record as it may not necessarily be the most sportsmanlike thing to take the slap shot at that time, but it doesn't mean that suddenly you've committed an offense worthy of potentially being sent to the hospital. Yeah, essentially assaulted. Like, I don't think it warranted that yeah, perhaps. But I think, and I do yeah.
0: feel like I would assume the reason that the punishment is going to be as severe as it is is because the act did not happen in a hockey play. It happened after, like the 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 play is over. Like, you can't just go over and cross check somebody because you didn't like what they did yeah. after the play's over. Now, if after the face off, like if if the guy's the left wing on the next face off and you're the right wing across from him. Like and you cross check him. I doubt he's getting. If you do the exact same hit in open ice on the next face off, I highly doubt that he's getting suspended for six games for it. Right? Like that's and and half of it for me is like like I've always said about like when 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 pitchers get pissed off at a pit at a hitter for bat flipping in a way they didn't like or watching their home run too long, like like throw a better fucking pitch, <laughs> like let. Why can't we let these players have some some excitement, some energy, some flair and make it a little more fucking exciting? And, and instead we tamp it all down and like you said Matt, like this is really all about like Matt Riley is pissed off at the way his teammates played that he was in that situation and he's taking it out on the guy that scored the slap shot because he can't take it out on his team. Right? Like and he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions. Like this is really meathead i don't know how to deal with my emotions bullshit versus like anything else and that's what pisses me off about all these hockey players that i can't have an opinion because i never played
2: now that i know what the play actually is and i saw unrelated i'd I'd already seen it but it was a view from high over the net pointing back at the guy that does the you know hunt down and smack the guy yeah i cross check the guy he is not even in skating, <laughs> to, to catch up with him at all, he's making zero effort. He's coasting down the ice toward him. You know, the comment was maybe if you'd skated a little bit harder, he wouldn't have been able to get the slap shot off. Yeah. But
4: you know, instead he has to hunt them down. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And then you'll have people say it's it's like w- w- what do we want from hockey? Do we want it to actually have skilled players that be inclusive, or do we want do we want this crap? What, yeah, what, what and, do we want? And I know Dustin
0: hasn't been able to watch the Wild much, but look at how many times like. Play other teams have specifically gone after Kaprizov and gotten him hit hurt by getting like cross checking him in the hip like three times in a row just enough to like shift his pads so like his hip is exposed and freaking crack a rib or something and it's like and and it doesn't seem like the league ever gives a shit when that happens to the wild like I don't know why you wouldn't be enforcing all these penalties to protect the players so that they can fucking play the game that they're getting paid
4: millions of dollars to play. Careful, Tim, you're making the wild sound like the Detroit lions right now against the refs. It's,
0: I am not blaming the refs for the wild losing. I am blaming the refs for not like calling certain penalties when, Oh yeah, it it
4: goes back to the, our, our our Chuck hockey call with, with, with referees. It's just there's there's a bigger need for consistency, whether it be at the NHL level, the NCAA level, or the NHL yeah. uh, uh, supplemental discipline level. Yeah, like, and a, and well, a
0: lot of it goes down to like who in their right mind wants to be a fucking referee right
2: now? That's the I other think, problem, right? We're purely really vilifying the guys that make the I actual game possible.
1: I think that's absolutely something to think about. That's that's a huge component of this. Everybody especially because that, that affects
2: refs. I'll the... oh, go ahead, Matt.
1: It's, yeah, because this, like, not, it affects the entire pipeline if we vilify officials for, like, every little thing they make. But what I would like to do is kind of flip that on its head and say the organizations that be, whether that be, like, the NHL, the NCAA, USA Hockey, what have you, are not giving the appropriate guidelines to, like, help these refs understand what the judgment calls are in certain places. Like they, like, like Tim said, you can't call every single penalty or the game's going to be horrible because you think of a highway where every single traffic violation is someone getting pulled over. Yeah. I'll give him credit, but yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, well, I, I combined two different arguments there. Sorry for not crediting any Rob, but um, it's, I feel like we just need a lot more clarity in what means what. And I think that does start at the NHL supplementary discipline level, because like, let's start with what a punch to the back of the head is supposed to warrant in or, in terms of discipline
4: or like a slash. Why am I allowed to just because I have a contract signed slash and almost kill Matt and only pay $5,000
1: and that's not. And then you're suddenly like outside. Yeah. It's like outside of the legal system, you know? Yeah. Like, I saw well, I mean, somebody it, with my it, stick in a there's
4: year. There's
2: precedent. There was a McSorley years back when he hit the guy straight up in the face. You there was Bertuzzi with characters. the Steve Moore incident as it was well. Was it Bertuzzi? That's Bertuzzi that I'm thinking of. McSorley's a different one. Bertuzzi's to the face. McSorley,
1: you know? did, did they both had different uh Yeah, McSorley's
2: was not extracurricular, the though,
1: was it? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, because Bertuzzi's was but to Bertuzzi's the back Bertuzzi's of the head. Bertuzzi's is the
2: back of the head one that yeah. yeah, yeah. i thinking about. You're the, that's the right one I'm thinking about.
1: Yeah, Bertuzzi's was back of the head. I think McSorley was, I'm not sure.
4: But the yeah, point still is. stands. is why, why does it only cost five thousand dollars to slash somebody but like other things cost more or less or it's just it's moronic and the problem is you know
2: legitimate stick checking and that has a place in the game it is a big part of how the game works and without it you're playing ice hockey or field hockey where you can't touch anybody and you can't even block shots right it's a different sport at that point it's there but the penalty is there to stop it from being egregious the problem is the players take it too far sometimes too and you know, refs can't see everything either. You're not, you know, there's not a ref per player dedicated to following every single person around to see everything that goes on. It's an incredibly fast game. They're not. Yeah, well, gonna get we're it not. 100% but we're either. not
0: talking just about penalties, Rob, and whether or not penalties get called. You can have something, yeah, not that's get what penalized because
4: su- they that's missed
2: the supplemental. It. Side we're still talking about for sure.
0: Yeah, they're only getting
4: yeah, fined get five grand.
2: Then that's who who negotiated that?
4: Uh, players' union collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. The
2: players have made the choice that that's the punishment they want against the people that are doing it to them. Yeah, they've agreed. Well,
0: to or it. they gave up that to to get something else, right? They've and that agreed. starts oh, up anyway, a whole though,
1: is my new point. conversation about how I think you, uh, unions are cool and having recourse against your boss is awesome, but it does lead to some things like this. That's that's a choice they've made
2: for, for the acceptors. Players. for their well, for and their part profession.
0: of the part of the problem with the union owner dynamic is the something that they both agree should happen which would be penalizing people who are egregiously break the rules more like even if the owners agree that should happen they probably feel that the players have more interest in that so they make it a bargaining chip that they have to give up something else to get that change and it and it makes it difficult like it makes it difficult for the players to weigh ch- making that change over the other things that are probably actually more important to them like you know, getting the salary cap to go up
2: one more percent. Sure, right? I mean we've had lockouts though when players don't agree to things, right? right. They I mean, have the ability to do that.
0: Yeah, but yeah, no, you're not wrong. But how? Yeah, how important is it to them to like, exactly?
2: Yeah, it's yeah. They are playing the sport under an agreement that they have all agreed to and signed up to. They don't have to play if they don't but agree. With but my agreement. point,
0: Rob, is. Yeah. That the owners and the players probably both agree off the record that the that the punishment for doing these things is not high enough or at least they're not at
1: least uniform. Yeah, if they're not or not uniform
0: enough and not like it's not doing its job, but neither of them are willing to give up something else that they want to actually change it,
3: which is money which
0: is
2: money. Right. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because
0: everybody cares a lot more about their bottom line. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide.
1: Fibkey Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the hodag. Look online at fibkeydental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. I think that it's it would be cool to see something because uh, I forget which Scandinavian country does it. I think Rob talked about this where you get you will get a your, your speeding violation, tickets. Yeah, your yeah. speeding tickets will be in relation to your income, and I think that would be something to look at for the NHL based on. But I mean, well, this that, is probably that's, another. That's thing. That's that the way
0: is, pro, yeah. all pro sports should be. So that yeah, it's it not, should be I,
1: yeah. So you don't get some guy who like just got called up from the AHL and makes some dipshitted play and suddenly is paying the same fine that, like, Sidney Crosby would. I think yeah, it should I
4: should mean, just go scale I mean, higher. So it starts at 5, then six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10.
3: I don't know that that's really going to solve that much because, I mean, is it really your high – the percentage of plays that that happens is that your high-salary superstar guys that are no, but needs? but No, even, like, but
0: even making a difference between how much Jake Lucchini would pay – because he's only making how much and he's only making that when he's in the NHL versus how much like uh um, you
3: mean. So they don't feel bad about like finding the crap out of somebody and it's like their entire two yeah, months. It's their, salary it's their, it's the their
0: NHL? entire NHL earnings. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like uh Reeves or Maroon who are making still making like a million some dollars. Right. Well,
4: the problem is it's less of an incentive for those guys to care about the rules since they make so much.
0: But for the most part, like well, I mean, I guess Matt Riley makes a decent amount of money, I would assume, right? Morgan Riley. Or Morgan Riley, doesn't he?
4: Yes, he makes $9 million a year. Yeah.
0: So, so, yeah. So, some sub $20,000 fine isn't going to
4: make a big deal to him.
0: Clearly, I mean, it, he it's t- not nothing,
4: clear- but clearly he's taking that suspension so that way the cap money comes off so the Leafs can sign somebody at the trade deadline. Duh. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with like the league having it out for the Leafs, like I've seen all over Twitter. Oh, I right, mean, Tim, the cup parade's back on, didn't you hear? The it's what? The cup parade, the Leaf Cup parade. It mm-hmm. gets canceled every week, and then it gets re. That's sports fans, dude. I
0: mean, <laughs>
4: I, I know Dustin takes it to the extreme and jokes about it, but like we
0: always had a laugh about like the every game of the Twin season was we're gonna be hundred and sixty-two and O, we're gonna be one and hundred and sixty-one,
4: like. Guys, we won a hockey game last weekend in regulation. We're so back. Yeah, we're back.
0: Yeah, booking my booking my uh, my hotel in St. Paul. Right.
1: Exactly. You don't. Well, why would you book? Aren't you like Twin Cities Metro already? Well, <laughs> I had to
0: say it. I know it's here this year. I started it, and I'm like, oh wait, it's here i was <laughs> gonna say booking my flight and i changed it to hotel because at least there's a reason that no I no stay. tim's like that's...
4: taylor swift he needs to take a 15 minute flight everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah tim's just gonna hop totally. in his private jet and land it on top of the x for the game i'm gonna just i'm gonna
4: just <laughs> take a plane from uh burn uh, more carbon than we have ever done in our entire life uh, that it?
1: Is, the, is one the, thing i will credit the the airport for every to... day is like suddenly Like, the Fox News crowd loves to talk about carbon emissions. Like, imagine that. (laughs) Taylor Swift somehow got Fox News as a corporation and got their viewers to care about carbon emissions. Wild, wild times we live in. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my God.
0: They just hate her because in spite of being a billionaire, she still gives bonuses and pays her workers a decent wage.
4: She's not a bad person. She just needs to not fly everywhere.
0: (laughs) Anyway, um have we talked enough i think we've talked enough
4: man yeah. i got another
2: episode of masters of the air to watch tonight so i'm good. to be done whenever <laughs> we're okay,
1: gonna guys. get done like, right at 11 o'clock and i'm gonna be able to i got like, I gotcha you here for the, for the last minute it'll be nice
4: who's gonna yeah. win the bye week oh hopefully
2: injuries. the, the
1: injured win. players the stonehill yeah. skyhawks are winning the bye week
2: hey speaking about stonehill I've they, only oh, watched they one of their... game.
1: They won a game. They want a game. i watched I'm one stole...
2: of their games and they won. So as far as I had as I'm that concerned... game
4: streaming up in the press box during the tech game.
1: I Don't <laughs> nice. understand why you
4: guys care so much.
2: Like it's because... cool, but why would you watch? Because they got to sign was... that. They
4: got to re up that code. So do Ten you years... see the
2: size of the monitor in front of me, Tim? I can watch at least three hockey games Tim, on this bad boy, and I'm the reason if I can.
1: <laughs> the reason I would tell you to watch a Stonehill game at least once is because I think it's shocking. That And I think it's unfair to these kids that there's really like no infrastructure around them. And I think it's shocking that an institution that claims to have D1 hockey is touting out a team of this caliber, a coach that is not great. And Speaking of no tangible plans to like improve or advance, like even incrementally over time, I think it's just an astounding case of incompetence, and it puts your entire understanding of what division hockey, division one hockey, should be, completely on its head because being good is not a requisite.
4: Oh dang! They got their wins faster than Jamie Russell did.
3: <laughs> oh no, they didn't. Never mind. Speaking of um unimaginable incompetence, um so. Tim mentioned earlier I was in Boston this week. And has have, have you guys seen the uh, the big topic of conversation around Northeastern and the fact that Matthews arena is fucking falling down and they don't have an arena to play in next year. They they that's oh, gonna really? be condemned. It's that bad.
1: I didn't know it was gonna be condemned. I heard that like, there
3: were some I heard that they, it's sinking and they, they have... said like, there's entire sections that they can't fill in or that they can't sell anymore as and they got big signs that say under construction and it's because the wall is about ready to collapse. Is it so, like the meme where they
4: put a sub basement in a place that can't have a sub basement and it's sinking? It's just is like is this it's on, just like a 100-year-old it
2: building. fill on the back bay though? Like it's on, you know, garbage land in Boston uh, or no.
3: I mean, it's it's kind of near but back bay, but I think it's far enough away from back bay that that's not the problem. And, and I mean, it hasn't been a problem in the last 100 years.
2: <laughs> sure.
0: Is this just the like, <laughs> what happened? So he's I... just had his entire ass out for okay. the whole world to see. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have pants. No, no they he... were there, but they dropped a little
4: <laughs> they were, bit. Yeah, it's, like, it's like how it's you, you, you You know,
0: when you sit down
1: and sometimes your pants just go down? <laughs> he just turned around and bolted with his whole pants <laughs> just right there for the world to see. It was just fabulous. <laughs> and he probably
0: doesn't even know. No, wait. We have, we have to play anyway. this
1: so cool when he comes back.
0: Oh, yep. All right. Son so, of a was bitch I trying to talk you? About... Okay. So, so, is Matthew's Arena owned by the university? yes it is okay yeah. so has the university like spent money on like figuring out what's wrong
3: no like it's they've been completely apparently ignoring it and now it's gotten to the point that it's so bad that they don't even think that they can fix it without like putting enough money in that they could just build a whole new arena
0: okay
3: that's what oh, like, yeah, that's, people yeah, i talked to yeah. when i was in boston that's what they're, they're t- telling me about it they're like this it's, it's, it's like a complete bad, shit eh? show it's just a complete shit show
1: Jeez. Yeah, and I think that's really sad because it's such a it's such a historic building for a lot of people that like don't understand the uh, history of that building. That was the original home of the Bruins. That was the original home of the Celtics. Like mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali every, trained there. While every was,
3: team in Boston, well, I mean, I guess not every team in Boston, but, but like hockey. No, I basketball. believe every.
1: I want to say. I think every.
3: Uh, I mean, I didn't want to read hot school.
1: I didn't want at to at some lump point the, called Matthew's
3: home, I believe. Yeah, they did, like all the beanpot schools. I didn't want to lump the Red Sox in there, you know, because that logistically wouldn't quite work. Yeah, no, but it's, I think it's every... on,
2: it's <laughs>
0: on it, back. It works bay, as though. well as Fenway does,
3: though. I mean,
2: it's got some yeah. weird
3: dimensions. So is it is, is that is that still on the fill? Yeah, it's, it's, it's on the fill of the back. It's gotta be kind of close to the edge, but
2: no, it's actually surprisingly not. The boston neck goes way the hell down there.
1: Really? Yeah, hmm. and another concern about
3: yeah. Look at if, that.
2: Look at that picture, kind of showing them two maps side by side in Slack.
3: Let's take it on. I mean, I know it was quite a bit, but I didn't know exactly how far it went.
1: Yeah. Another thing to kind of consider is that. Uh, well, first of all, we all know that land in Boston is already at a premium, but um, around the northeastern campus, uh, things are getting bought up like left and right for like exorbitantly high prices. So they really, um, it's becoming like a concern of like where do they not? Where do they even go? They, they're running out of
3: options and it's they have
4: a 1.3 billion dollar endowment they can build a new stadium
3: well i mean that the, they're gonna sure, have the to problem do is where do they tear put down it? and build in place they're gonna have to tear yeah, down and build in place
0: and then where do they play in 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 the meantime? that's
3: then they gotta work out work that out with bc and bentley and harvard and bu and the garden to spread oh, all of their games around
4: like what UConn did where they played at uh what's its face before they got their rink. The hard yeah, but there's no I mean, they wouldn't there's necessarily no like have
3: in Boston though.
4: But they wouldn't
0: have to the
3: right size.
0: They wouldn't have to like move it around that much. Like you just need some cooperation and scheduling to like make sure that BC and and Northeastern aren't home the same day. Right. right. But but I don't know how easy that is to do when more than likely most of the schedules probably figured out already right like so next year's the the messed up one if if they have to do it right away right um but yeah uh the new england whalers boston celtics boston bruins boston university boston college harvard
2: northeastern have all called it home yeah it's i don't see any like i'm trying to look at like a any a, news articles about how bad it is i'm not seeing yeah, anything on it but
1: i'm happy i i think well because they're keeping it kind of on the dl yeah, it's it? not supposed um, to be like
2: here's a Reddit thread about it. Yeah. Yeah, breaking
4: breaking news.
1: But yeah, it's gonna be sad to see that building go. I'm happy you got a chance to walk around inside of it, but it's <laughs> it has a lot of history of the game in there, you know.
2: Yeah, the this this Reddit thread. Sincerely a BU fan that doesn't want to be crushed by several tons of concrete.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So
0: so that picture you sent us will not be accurate soon?
2: Well, apparently <laughs> oh yeah that's a,
3: that's
4: a shame i'm looking on google earth and literally right across on the other side of the train tracks is a giant plot of open land only well, they bought that i guess
3: it's not a, it's not open land anymore that's where that big white bubble is in the picture that I...
4: oh jesus okay
0: maybe that's why i couldn't find it when i was just scrolling around Boston the
1: bubble there. and create no. a bigger dome and you're good to
3: go just play no, under is... the bubble
4: no dustin this is from 2024 well,
3: no, I Dustin was there last, the weekend, last week. <laughs> I can show you the picture of the bubble that's next to So it's probably Matthews. is
4: it probably
0: was a playing field and now it's got a dome on it for the winter. Maybe. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's the William E. Charter School Grounds Park. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: because it, it definitely looked like a sports like winter dome,
4: didn't it, Dustin? Yeah, like a blow up dome.
3: Unless that's on the football field that's further down, but yeah, it sure looked like it was right next to Matthews.
4: It's on the other side of the train tracks.
0: So so why did that bar pick to be a Bills bar, Dustin? I don't know. I mean, the Bills and the Patriots were both created the same year, so they just I, went Bills instead for some reason?
3: I couldn't. I, I mean, I have no idea. I'm like, it made no sense whatsoever to me that it was a Bills bar. But it obviously was because they had a freaking Bills helmet. They had Bills t-shirts. They had a signed jersey from Jim Kelly hanging on the wall.
0: Yeah. Maybe some owner at some time just liked the Bills better in the 90s and didn't give a shit.
1: Nothing but, but respect for the only NFL team in New York. But the, it's,
4: it's,
3: but the bar itself is in Fenway. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know.
4: Like Fenway Park?
3: Yeah. Yes. Look at, zoom in on a Google Maps to Fenway Park and it's the bleacher bar. Yeah, it's it's it. i is, it. It's I've legitimate. walked
0: past it but I never went in it.
3: It is underneath the center field bleachers in Fenway Park and it's open to the public on the outside. Huh. And it's a and they got Buffalo Bill stuff hanging all over in there.
2: Well, I mean, where's Gillette play? At? Gillette's out in Foxborough. It's not in the city of Boston
4: itself. Is is it in Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: The okay. picture from 2008 that they have for their, on Google does not have any of the stuff that's on the walls now. They sanitized it.
2: Yeah. Gillette's actually like halfway between Providence and Boston. It's nowhere in anywhere near Boston proper. So it's like the 49ers. No, it's worse than the Niners in terms of distance. Oh, gee. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's halfway to Providence. It's nearly Rhode Island. Isn't it, like, damn near the middle of Massachusetts? Uh, is no, because north- no, so. no, it's, okay. it's, it's more it's, south.
4: It's, it's south, southwest. Like, draw a 45 angle off of the top right corner of Rhode Island.
2: Is yeah. It? It's pretty much directly. It literally is halfway between Boston and Providence, Rhode Island, which but, Providence is pretty much the border of Rhode Island and, well, okay. you know so, Rhode Island and anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's even worse, Dustin, because the Boston Patriots played at Fenway Park from 1963 right.
1: to 1968. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. I don't get what?
3: it. I mean, and the they, basic, they is... played
0: in Boston until Foxborough was built in 71. They
3: were, they were selling bleacher bar branded t-shirts that had big Buffalo Bills logos on them. Nice. and That's strange. I do have to say, though, that was one of the coolest bars I've ever been to by far. It was they had a freaking a garage door that opened up so you could, and you're looking right in the center field of Fenway Park. It's like the wall. The center field wall opens up and you're looking right out uh, on the field. It's kinda nifty. That's
1: cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm looking at pictures right now. It is it was
3: an awesome bar.
1: Yeah, you're right. This is literally within the confines of Fenway and has like
3: Buffalo Bill stuff everywhere. That is wild. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Here's a, I just found a picture on Google of the Buffalo Bills jersey, or the, the helmet is sitting right up next to the picture of them celebrating the Red Sox World Series in this bar
1: <laughs> with a Buffalo Bills helmet. We're going to have to look into the lore of this when it's not the end of the podcast <laughs> and everyone wants to get done.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to figure out how to stop the podcast now that we started this. It here. Well, now that we've talked about Fenway Park and the bar underneath it and the New England Patriots enough to make me puke. Uh, are we ready to wrap up?
1: Yes, please. A uh, sure. quick
4: yes or no. Is Kansas City a dynasty?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: I have stopped watching football enough to the, know. I saw your tweet, Tim. I saw your tweet. I had to ask. <laughs> okay. You saw my tweet? Yeah.
1: You're,
0: I do think the distinction with football is that they don't play series. So it is a lot freaking harder to have a true dynasty in the respect of winning three titles in a row. But I still think that means that the teams like the 49ers and the 80s and the and the Cowboys in the 90s and the Patriots for, what, two different stretches are dynasties and that the Chiefs are one as well. But the only true dynasty in the history of the NFL is the Packers, who won three straight titles twice. Anyway. One minute remaining in the podcast. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide, which reminds me, I think we got two new Patreons at the $2 level this week, and I should say their names, especially since we're not going to have an episode next week. We got John Filios and Katrina Cinco, according to her email, our two new members at our white level, which is $2 a month. Um... Which is pretty awesome. They get question priority. That would require them to actually ask questions. But that also kind of requires me to actually call for questions, which I'm not very good at all the time. Basically, everybody above the white level at $5 a month or more gets extra podcast content, whether it's extended versions of video, uh, which we didn't tell him yet. But uh, apparently the video this week will show Jonathan's ass. Yeah, when
1: you walked away <laughs> to me, you uh, you showed us a full moon, my guy. Oh, shoot. Did I like... oh. You didn't try you know, no, listen, we've all been there. We're like we're sitting down and your pants just fall down a bit. It's just you got up real excitedly, bolted, and showed us your whole ass. I I missed
4: it, but it was I've been
1: holding in a pee for like two hours. (laughs) We've we've all been there. But yeah, that was the, you had, you had Rob crying. It yeah. was so, <laughs> <laughs> yep. so uh, and
0: then uh, the highest level we've got that anybody's currently paying for, uh, you get raw audio of the podcast, which I usually publish the night of recording. You can submit questions through Twitter or Facebook or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach to tell your friends. We were in the top 200 of hockey podcasts for a little bit there in February, or late January, early February. We're back out of the rankings now, but that's okay. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review. You leave no matter what it says, so let's get some ratings see what you guys have to say. Uh, Once again, thanks to our sponsors, 50 Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance, and Livonia Technical Services finally thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode if you like what you hear check them out at thethankunotes.bandcamp.com